0: Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is the show where we choose a specific genre every month and review some of the most iconic, fun, gory films pertaining to it. So we are still in Survival Game Month. Thanks. I
1: think you said gory, but most of these have nothing to do with gore. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: I was just adding a little bit because of this month. This month, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so it's funny. When Greg was going through some ideas that he wanted to do, he brought up the 2016 American horror film directed by Greg McLean and written by James Gunn. Yes, that James Gunn that did Guardians of the Galaxy. The Belco Experiment. So this was actually on my list for one of these years of the Halloween Screamathon. It was going to be one of the uh, marathon episodes because I've heard about this film, haven't watched it yet, but Terrell told me that it's just people in the office and they just start going ham on each other. And I was like, that's... That's right up my alley. <laughs> but it took me a while to actually watch it. So this film has tons of stars and actually people that we've seen in a couple of films, honestly. So John Gallagher Jr. That name doesn't really sound that familiar, but the movie Hush, he was the bad guy in the woods with the crossbow. Yeah, but he's a good guy in this one. So he's not a dickhead shooting, trying to kill a deaf lady.
1: He's also the secondary main character in the show Newsroom. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tony Goldwyn, his face is very familiar and he's always like a scandal. Yeah, he's always a villain and things. He's got a dickhead face. So when I saw him, I was like, yeah, you're gonna be bad. (laughs) Uh, John C. McGinley is Dr. Cox from Scrubs and he's very well no, Dr. Cox is kind of a dickhead, but he's playing a really terrible person.
1: (laughs) And then there's Michael Rooker. From it's Mary all Poppins, of James Gunn's movies, it's
0: Mary Poppins, y'all, <laughs> and
1: also uh, James Gunn's brother, yes, also from all of James yeah. Gunn's movies, Sean
0: Gunn, he's Sean Gunn, he's in everything, and then David it's
1: Kirk from Gilmore Girls, Des
0: Malchian, he was yeah. a polka dot man in the suicide Desmaltian. squad, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there are tons of people that pop up just for a little bit and then they get murdered.
1: Oh, and Abraham Ben Ruby. Yeah, they, ER.
0: it's, it's fun. So for the uninitiated, this film is about an office building that gets locked down and a mysterious voice tells the group inside that they have to start killing each other or else. What is the or else, Otis? Well, if you don't follow the voice, your head explodes. That sounds like Battle Royale. You kinda. Mm,
1: that sounds like Suicide Squad, <laughs> also done by James Gunn.
0: <laughs> so yeah, before James Gunn became the directorial powerhouse that he was he wrote just screenplays and just tossed them out into the world remember the movie slither with nathan fillion yeah he wrote that and he the belco experiment and super and there's a fourth movie oh um the super the superman the evil superman one Brightburn. yes james gunn makes really cool stories it's it's his bread and butter this
1: was interesting I, didn't this come up after, this came out after Guardians, right?
0: 2016, yeah.
1: Yeah, he would have already been like... One or two of them, I think. Two Guardians deep
0: at this point. Yeah. and he never stopped writing stuff, honestly. <laughs> Him and his brother, he has a third brother, I believe, or a cousin that does music. And so they sit together and just come up with ideas and then he'll toss it out. But the more popular you get, you can just throw at anything. You're like, oh yeah, they're just fighting for a cookie. That sounds good. Sounds like it's gonna make a million. It will. <laughs> so... Katie, what did you think about the Belko experiment?
1: I really, really enjoyed this film. As it turns out, and I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I really like this genre of like, put a bunch of people in a confined space Mm -hmm. and then let them fight it out. Why do I like this so much?
2: (laughs) Like (laughs) I
1: shouldn't. It feels unhealthy to like it as much as I do, but I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, And even though we don't know, we didn't really learn too much about a bunch of the office workers it's interesting to see the different factions form it happened also in in battle royale it made more sense uh how the factions form because they're all like friends from school and like oh yeah that makes sense like you're super popular or whatever and you're this way and you're this way and you're on the basketball team together like that's how they made all their little factions and in this one it wasn't it kind of started like that, I guess, with their little clicks, and then it just became like, oh, well, we're anti-killing people, and we're fucking pro-killing people, <laughs> and it just got wild, <laughs> and it was great. Greg?
2: So, it took me a while to actually get around to watching this, but I saw the trailer as, as it was first going to come out, and once I saw that trailer, I said, I'm in. Because Battle Royale is one of my favorite movies of all time. And this was clearly right up that alley. So I knew uh, the bar was going to be low for me as far as this being very entertaining and me enjoying it. And I absolutely did. did, did. I absolutely did. And uh, my this is my first time rewatching it, though. And let's see, it came out in 2016. This is probably my first time re-watching it. Since about 2016 2017 <laughs> so I still enjoy it um much older now and uh life has happened so <laughs> watching it I find myself kind of more uh I found myself kind of planting myself within the plot you know when you kind of imagine yourself within that scenario you kind of just get, you get yourself pulled into where you know you you hate characters. You love characters. You just you you get worked up sometimes. And you're like, oh, I just just oh, I can't stand certain people. Or in, in this in this particular case, you're you're getting absolutely heated at those who want to kill. Or and well, maybe not. Maybe they said something about you. If you're not, I mean, it, it it really brings out the emotions in you. That at least for me, more so than when I watched it the first time. When it was just pure, like, oh, here we go. It was easier for me to be neutral back then, whereas now I'm just sit here thinking. I, don't know, I just couldn't help but plant myself in the plot as well, even though it's clearly and hopefully not real, <laughs> but still yeah. very much enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> so when I was watching this movie, I instantly understood that where James Gunn got his ideas for this. And it's not all Battle Royale and it's not all Hunger Games. There's an iconic book from a long time ago fucking lord of the flies this is a gigantic love letter to lord of the flies Hmm. so it's battle royale but but yes but that was a little more spaced out in this one it's very much i don't want to do that and a group's like yeah we're gonna do that it's like quit it and there is a piggy in this movie i believe like i said there's just these like beats of that story come up in this I absolutely adored this movie. I love James Gunn. He's, He's starting to become one of my favorite just directors out there, or in this case, he's a writer, but I could absolutely guarantee that he helped with the music. Now, if you watch any James Gunn films, he loves picking a song and then coming up with the scenes that that song would work with. That's how he does the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, and that's why the music is very, very important in them. And Edgar Wright, the, the guy that did Shaun of the Dead and Baby Driver, he's the same way. He comes up with the music first, and he's like, oh shit, hell yeah, this song would be great if Baby was doing this in a car. And he makes the scene. Uh, the music in this, because it's in Colombia, we get just Colombian versions of popular songs. And
1: Spanish
0: version. I didn't think I needed that. But just Spanish versions of just really cool songs was really fucking cool. And just, you know, positioning that against just madness in the background. It was really cool. Like, this movie's fun. Like I said, I will probably never get a sequel. And James Gunn loves making movies that could easily, easily continue. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) I have to go somewhere else make some more millions. He didn't say
1: that, though. He said... That he has the second and third one all planned out in his head. He just needs the fans to want him to do it.
2: Yeah, so get out there, please do it. This fan wants him to do it.
0: I
1: <laughs> also want him to do I it. I would,
0: I would love more, especially the ending of this. There's absolutely There's so
1: many questions I had at the end. Those like needed more answers. Yeah. Uh,
0: before we get into the story and talk about the plot, I forgot this is another Blumhouse banger. So. Oh. Yeah. If you know us, when we review scary movies, A24 and Blumhouse, those are some of our favorite companies that find these directors and writers. And they're like, here's a big bag of money. Make that story. Oh, goddamn, It did good. Like I said, I love me some Blumhouse. They make great movies that probably otherwise wouldn't be made because the big companies are kind of assholes sometimes. (laughs) So the Belco experiments, it opens with Mike Milch, that's said, Milch. Mike. Milch, he's an employee for Belco Industries, and so the building where he works is in Bogota, Colombia. And so he makes it into the building, he gets this little handmade doll that's what made out of a skull no, corn cob. Oh, corn cob. Okay, I'm thinking of something else that I was like I a skull. He has this little lucky corn cob doll that keeps popping up in this movie. So he pops up, and then we see that danny wilkins it is her first day on the job and she's told that a tracking device is implanted in the base of every belco employee's skull just in case something happens to you because columbia is crazy you know man on fire i think that was in columbia people like to get kidnapped here so we're gonna put this little little implant in your skull so if you do get kidnapped we can find you i'm like that's kind of weird but you know, <laughs> it seems like this company, uh, they do a lot of important things. So they got to make sure people are on the up and up. So Evan Smith, he is the head security guard at Belco Industries. And he doesn't know who these new security guards are. And he sees that people, there's a hanger kind of across where the building is. And people are just kind of in there, just been doing stuff for a while. And so it's real confusing. On the inside, it's a normal day. In the building and we see that different characters have uh, different relationships with each other on the inside so we see barry norris he is the coo of this building and then we see wendell dukes he is like a top executive very awkward how how is he awkward otis well mike's love interest his kind of girlfriend, girlfriend they're hiding it well wendell really likes her and he tells her multiple times. He's like, well, I know you you like me. You, you keep giving me all these signals, you know? And she's like, what are you talking How's about? How's this for bro? a
1: signal? Fuck off.
0: Yeah. And he's like, she likes me. Uh, we'll see how that works later on when, you know, death is also <laughs> on, the, on the plate. Uh, but tons of characters in this movie. And they're all just living their lives in this building. We see that Michael Rooker, his name is Bud. And he's head of maintenance with his buddy, oh, what was his name? Uh, Alonzo. And he's the maintenance worker that works under him. So, while they are in the building, a voice on the intercom instructs them to kill two of their co-workers, or else there will be consequences. Everyone hears this, and they're like, okay. And they go back to what they were doing. They're like, that's fucking weird. Somebody's playing a prank on us. That's weird. Several People try to leave the building. There's a lady in the lobby and she starts to head toward the door. She's like, That was really fucking weird. I'm gonna leave. And then the shutters come up. So, this building was built with what? Heat sense, heat proof, probably cold proof, bullet proof shutters that pop up and lock everyone in. Yeah. So, if you remember Batman Returns when the Batmobile, when he like had to leave it and he like armored it up, it's like that. It just shuts down. And all the way up to the top of this building, it's at least 15 15 floors. It's locked down. So they actually ignore the announcement at first. They just think it's a prank. They're like, okay. But when the time ends and two people haven't been killed, four employees die. And how do they die? Those trackers in their head detonate and their heads blow up. So Mike sees this and... It's funny, usually characters that are forced into a situation where they're not prepared for it, they usually freak out and they don't believe what's happening. Mike is a man of action and he grabs a box cutter and he runs over to like a mirror and he is ready to cut out his tracker. And he's slicing the back of his head open to try to find it. And then the voice tells him, if you keep trying to get this tracker out of your head, we will blow it up. And probably blow up everybody around you. And he finally stops. Because he's like, they're not playing right now. So the group, it's told that if they don't kill 30 people in this office within two hours, 60 of them will die. (laughs) And just like in Lord of the Flies, we get a group led by Mike that there should be no killing. We can find a way out of this if we just work together. It's very much the... You know, uh, optimistic, we can do this if we work together. And unfortunately, the other group, led by Barry, is like, "No, if we follow the directions of the voice and do what they tell us to, they'll let us go. And like uh, it's funny in this story, they try to make it that both sides have some viable viability to it. Like I get the side that doesn't want to kill. obviously. If there's more people, you can get more stuff done. But then the side that's like, if we follow the rules, they'll let us out. Yeah. If the voice is actually playing by the rules, I could tell Katie, hey, break 10 things that you absolutely love in this house. And I'll let you go. If she does that, I'm like, make it 20 now. Nothing stops me from just upping it over and over until everything you love is gone. That, that's what bad people do. So the group that is down to kill, they think like, well, we'll get out of this. Well, you know, we can fight. And just like in Lord of the Flies, the bigger, tougher people are the ones that want to fight. And it's funny. There's a scene where some of the older folks are like, yeah, I, I can see instantly why you want to fight and kill. And the boss is like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you're ex-special forces. So killing people is not out of your realm of, realm of like doing things. And he's like, oh, you son of a bitch. You're like, you're going to bring that up? And yeah, if I was fucking military, I'm like, hell yeah, let's, let's fight our way out. But like I said. so Barry and his group so weird old Wendell and Terry Antonio and Bradley they try to burn the lock off the armory because they want to get to the guns to protect everybody from them they want to make sure that the guns are safe in their hands and they
1: were safe in the fucking safe. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's a safe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mike and his group actually find the bullies. I'm not going to say bad guys yet. They find the bullies trying to burn their way through to get to the guns. And Mike and his group, they, they tell him, like, the guns are safe where they are, bud. And we have the key. The security guard has it. We're fine. He's like, no, it'll be a lot better if we have the guns in our hands. And Mike shoots the Connector from the blowtorch. And so they can't get in that way. And it's funny, security guards like that was fucking cool, man. He's like, that was cool. <laughs> and his girlfriend's like, that was the wrong thing to do. It's like these types of people, the bullies, you cannot fight against them with violence because that's what they like. This is what how they talk to each other. You cannot deal with them like that. Or you should just kill them all, honestly. I get what she's saying because they're just going to up it and they're going to escalate it to the point where it's just them left. Honestly, instead of just shooting the blowtorch should just shot them all in there. Honestly, it would have been easier for them later, but that's not a good movie. So, (laughs) so the nonviolent group, they head to the roof and they are calling for help. And then they hang banners telling people that they're trapped and, people are forcing him to kill and soldiers outside shoot at them they just take little pot shots and so barry wendell and terry they actually jump the group in the stairway and evan the security guard i thought he was gonna make a little bit further that was kind of sad he gets stabbed in the chest and his gut his key to the armory is taken and so this is what his girlfriend was talking about like just you know you don't want to escalate these people because they're dickheads so the group is now armed with guns pistolas and barry and wendell they decide that they got to select 30 people man we got to get through this and so they actually ask people okay who has kids and then that group gets to go to the left okay give me everybody over 60 years old head to the right and then as they're counting, they see that there's not enough people still, because they were going with the, oh, you don't have kids and you're really old, we'll kill you first. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of viable, I suppose. Yeah. When they don't have enough people, he just starts walking around and starts picking people. And guess who gets picked? Fucking Mike. And so he's probably picking people that are like, well...
1: They're going to put up the most resistance. Yeah,
0: you're going to put up a fight later if you stay alive, so I'm just going to kill you. So we see that the group systematically one by one are getting shot in the head by Barry and Barry tells uh, Wendell to turn up the music. And so what was it? This wasn't a, "I will survive in Spanish. I forgot which song was happening specifically in the scene, but he is just shooting his way down the line, unfortunately. So we see that Danny she was hiding in the basement this whole time, so the the new hire I feel bad for, and she actually t- cuts off the lights, and so Mike and a couple of other people scuttle off. They're like, Bleh. and they run off into the darkness and other floors to hide. And so at this point in the movie, Barry tells his goons that we need to kill, and so they start just go- heading down the hallways, heading into offices, and they just start shooting people. Bradley and Antonio, some of the bullies, they get ganged up on and killed by employees. Hooray! Danny and her new friend Roberto, they actually climb into the elevator shaft. Good for them. They're hiding. (laughs) So, at this point, Barry and Wendell...
1: It was I Will Survive.
0: Yeah. It was a really, really good scene with it. And a very funny song. Yo vivir. (laughs) (laughs) So, Barry and Wendell, they realize that um, from the voice tells them that Only 29 people have been killed. And then the two-hour time limit runs out. And so Barry went to like, God damn it, man, we tried. And then 31 more people die. And at this point, I was very sad because a lot of people that I was like, that person's cool. That person's cool. They start getting exploded. So now there are only 16 survivors. And now the voice, that same voice that'll maybe let us go if we be quiet. No, it's not. The voice tells them, as the final task, the employee who has killed the most people within an hour will be spared. Honestly, they could have just said whoever is alive at the end will be spared. Because if Katie had 20 kills and I shoot her, I only have one kill, but I'm still the best. So honestly, whoever makes it to the end will be spared. So now at this point, we see that Barry, Wendell, everyone... They're not friends anymore. (laughs) And Barry finds Danny and Roberto in the elevator shaft. And Roberto gets crushed in the elevator shaft. And Barry is trapped in the elevator for a while. And Danny is still hiding up there. Uh, Leandra, she finds Marty and Chet. So James Gunn's brother and Chet. I want to say, or Marty, I can't remember which one. But he was the Santa Claus from Christmas, Bloody Christmas.
1: And a nurse in ER.
0: Yes, he was.
1: <laughs> ben Ruby.
0: And she sees that they have been collecting unexploded trackers from the heads of people that died by other re- other means. So not everybody had exploded. People got shot or stabbed. And so they're grabbing all the bombs and then they're like, yeah, we're going to blow a hole in the wall and get the fuck out of here. So just like in Battle Royale, there's a third group that's like, yeah, we don't want to kill, but if, if it comes down to it, we will fight. But how about we get the fuck out of here and it's like that's the group i want to be in <laughs> like let's find a way to break something open so we can scuttle the fuck out of here so unfortunately for them they are killed by wendell so old uh old nervous purvis pops out and leandra finally kills wendell and i was very happy about it she mushes the shit out of his head with an axe i believe or is a bat uh
1: an axe, I think. But she goes super overboard. Like, she kills him, and then all the rage of him just being super fucking rapey and horrible is just like, no. I'm just gonna keep murdering him, because I'm so mad that I'm in this situation. It's the first person she's killed this whole movie. She she goes wild.
0: Yeah. So, there are now six survivors. We got Vince, Mike, Barry the bully, Danny, Leandra, and the cafeteria lady. So, we see a cafeteria lady Lady just laying down dead in the stairway, and she's
1: pretending to be dead. Yeah,
0: and she sees Mike, and she like gets scared because she's like, "Fuck, I thought you thought you were gone." And he's like, "No, we're good. I don't want to kill you. Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> and it was awesome. Unfortunately, she gets killed pretty soon because she's a lunch lady. and She don't got probably no fighting prowess, and she's been laying quietly this whole time. Oh,
1: disagree.
0: You know what I mean? But she was hiding, so yeah. she she wasn't about that life. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so Barry starts killing off some of the last people and he shoots leandra oh no and as she's dying she says that she loves mike because this whole time they were trying to hide their relationship from people in the office makes sense you don't want to dating people where you work gets kind of complicated sometimes
1: also there's hr rules for most corporations
0: absolutely so that's very much a thing that like we got to kind of stay quiet about it so mike gets that fucking in his system and I mean, it's only it's one on 1v1 and he has a fight with barry and boy howdy barry being ex-special forces is beating the shit out of mike <laughs> mike's getting his ass kicked but then mike uses a tape dispenser and mushes barry's head all the way up i was like fuck yeah man <laughs> so the building building is unsealed mike won hooray And so the soldiers grab him and take him to the hangar next door. And we see that he meets the owner of the voice. And the voice tells him they're part of an organization studying human behavior. And they start questioning Mike about how he feels and what's his mental state. You know, hey, you've been through this very dangerous situation. How do you feel, Mike? (laughs) And Mike notices a little panel of switches and has everyone's name on it and he actually tells them that he's put trackers so he found a little ball of
1: bag full of trackers yeah.
0: and he has put bombs on everybody that he has met all the soldiers and the voice and he goes over to the the panel and flips all the switches except his because that'd be really dumb uh and he switches them on. The trackers explode and kills a lot of the soldiers. He actually has to shoot two of them, I believe, and wounds the voice. And the guy's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing?" He's like, it's just an experiment, bro. It's just a prank. It's just a prank, bro. And Mike, you know, and he tells Mike, but you're, you're nonviolent. Like, that was your whole thing why are you changing now and i'm like yeah motherfucker you're the one that caused this hell yeah even the most peaceful
1: woman i love and 78 of my co-workers
0: yeah even the most peaceful person if like oh you're the cause of this let me just put my morals to the side for five minutes i'm gonna cut you in half you know absolutely so mike shoots the voice and kills all the scientists there and he leaves he leaves the warehouse in a state of shock and he's standing outside you know closing his eyes looking at this you know feeling the wind on his face and then we get a zoom out and we see that there are other buildings other belco experiments happening and other survivors are actually coming out of their buildings it's
1: like a giant control screen
0: yeah
1: of a bunch of screen like a bunch of individual screens of people coming out
0: so if you remember cabin in the woods the same situation was happening spoilers if you haven't seen that movie but it's great and so a new voice says in stage one commence stage two so i assume the winners get to get together and then fight for their lives uh, <laughs> unfortunately
1: <laughs> hunger games two.
0: yes so katie who is your favorite character in the Milko experiment.
1: That would be oh, I wrote it down, I promise. Uh, Leandra, or as I called her early in the movie, Dollar Tree Jessica Alba. <laughs> uh, they were doing their damnedest in a bunch of these shots to make her look exactly like Jessica Alba. Uh, it was weird. They should play sisters in a movie because it's wild. But I like Leandra because she was nonviolent um and was really about that let's get the fuck out of your life the whole fucking movie and the only time where she wasn't that was when the dude who has been fucking sexually harassing her for ages got up in her fucking grill and then she was like bitch no i'll kill you <laughs> like <laughs> perfect exactly yes um i was sad when she died um, and hers is, of course, the most meaningful death of the whole movie because you're, like, rooting for the couple to make it and rooting for the couple to make it. And then right at the end, like, last three people alive and fucking asshole kills her and it's just heartbreaking. Greg?
2: Speaking of rooting to make it, for some reason, even though I'd seen this before, I got sucked into thinking, like, okay danny's gonna get out of this she's gonna be like i completely forgot the end so i'm sitting here thinking like danny's gonna find a way out of this just keep on you know flying under the radar and it's it's so perfect of them to make you think that and then she just after all she's been through elevator open pop you're done you're like come on (laughs) you're making it um But I digress. My favorite shout out to Sean Gunn, man. Um, I don't really remember any other role. I've, I've I assume he was in Garden, one of the Guardians of the Galaxies because he's been in every James Gunn film. Yeah, he's in all he's, three of them. He was one the of new, the Ravagers.
1: He's the new Mary Poppins.
2: Okay, uh, he's the new Mary Poppins.
1: Uh, <laughs> watch, sorry,
2: watch the second one. Yeah,
1: he's got the arrows that track people now.
2: Oh, mm, well been a while um, maybe in the third one but in, a, in the third one but in any case i love i love the role of marty um it was needed levity to the intensity of this whole film it was it was needed comic relief especially if you're getting really sucked in and getting really angry at like people such as spoiler alert my least favorite character which was uh uh, Mar- uh not marty uh the uh, Barry. yeah um just I, I needed that. It was hilarious. Um, you only witness, You only see him smoking pot on the roof, but I'm pretty sure that pot was dipped in acid the way he was just completely paranoid <laughs> and freaking out about everything. Yeah. <laughs> like him running around with his buddy taking the water coolers and dumping all the water because, you know, the water's been poisoned. This is all because of the water. And then him watching heads upon heads exploding and him trying to convince himself it's all in my head. He's it's one of those people I'm who in. gets
1: really anxious yes. from getting high.
2: Yes, he thought he was having a bad trip of some sort. <laughs> and It was just completely hilarious. Um, And he is not the hero because it's not like multiple people survive, but he enables Mike to survive because it is those little micro bombs that he pulls out of corpses and eventually work their way to Mike and Mike is able to, you know, take out the Belcos. So, so yeah, Greg beat me to it.
0: So if we were trapped in some
2: situation like this, if me,
0: Greg, Terrell, Steve, we would be the group, like, and if we gotta scrap, we're gonna scrap. But let's find a way to get the fuck out of here. Cause we would understand that the voice saying, kill two people, yeah, that number's gonna get bigger. There's no way that it's gonna stay small like that. We need to get the fuck out of here. And if anybody else wants to join our group, cool, cool, cool. Just just be ready because at some point, someone crazy is going to run into this room. We're going to have to stomp them out. <laughs> but we would try our best to find a way out of the situation. So that's why Marty and Chet were my favorite characters in this movie because even though he was thinking that he was tripping this whole time, he still had a good idea. Hey, all the dead bodies, let's get the bombs out of the head. And then we can make a big old bomb and get the hell out. I, it's, it's the best idea that anyone had. Like I said, that, that'd that be my group. I'm not part of the bully group, not part of the peaceful group, right in the middle. I'm like, I will fight if I gotta. I just want to get out.
1: <laughs> I have an honorable mention for uh, Danny. Danny. Because she was just like, let me hide this whole goddamn yeah. time. She played oh, the game. Somebody found me? Hiding again.
0: Yeah. She <laughs> played the game as good as she could for a person that didn't want to fight. And didn't just just stayed in the dark the whole yeah. time. Like I said, there's different ways to win at Battle Royales. You can fight the whole time. Or you can just stay peaceful. Or you can just hide in the bushes. And that's what Danny was doing until she got off the elevator and got capped. I'm like, at some point, you got to get a gun. <laughs> you can't win this be 100 peaceful the whole time so katie who was your least favorite character
1: oh i had two so to change a bit i guess from my least favorite character in battle royale i am going to go with barry the boss because fuck tony Gwynn in this movie (laughs) like what a dick immediately he was like, oh, well, let's just start killing folks. Bro, you are like a CEO of this fucking building. And your first reaction was just like, guess I got to do it. Like, (laughs) come on, bro. And then he just took down so many goddamn people. Like, I guess it was cool. Like, if he was on my side, I guess I'd appreciate it if I was in the situation. But he was fucking scary with his secret whatever skills. It was too much. Greg.
2: So, definitely Barry. (laughs) Here's the the thing. In this rewatch, I found myself really, really irked with the whole, as we've already mentioned, the whole, we just want to... You know, use this blowtorch to break out these weapons for to make sure they're safe and to protect them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the,
2: the the complete irrational nature of, of that. It kind of reminds me of a politician that's either either you're really, really delirious and you truly believe what you're saying or you're just completely unashamed in this complete obvious lie, but you're going to stick to it couldn't you can never tell really which one it is with those people and that's what barry was as far in regards to these weapons like if i have to take a blowtorch to something that means it's more than likely safe because you got to take a blowtorch to it yeah, yeah really- <laughs> i don't even have to go anything beyond that that's just that was it right there um he's Things were going to, things were going to go down, and things were going to get crazy, and people are going to start killing each other. In any case, no matter what, when it came, when it comes to something like this, but the willingness to exacerbate it from the jump and not even give, you know, peaceful means a chance to not even try, just he was far too down to do it right away.
0: Absolutely, Barry. And like I said, when we were talking about battle royale. It's always the people that don't want to fight and the people that try to ignore the whole situation. And then the folks that are like, oh, we just got to kill shit. Say less, man. Let's do this. Barry being special forces, uh, ex-special forces. He's like, yeah, ki- I, killing's easy. I should be in charge. I'm already in charge. I'm the boss. So I'm going to get us through this. And then he pulled the kid card and I get it. He did have kids, maybe, I guess. But then he went to the other bullies, and it's like, well, you got a kid, right? You want to get home, don't you? Let's do this. Do what we got to do so we can get home to our kids. And that instantly...
1: He was psychological and physical villain.
0: Yeah. And like I said, man, when you know you can fight, and it's like, that's all I got to do? Shit, let's go. Say less. It's easier for you to do the bad stuff if you're kind of susceptible to wanting to do it to begin with. But Barry, honestly, he was a Pretty solid villain, but I don't like this type of villain. This is type of villain that would be in a Stephen King story that just molds people's minds the way they want it, can fight, but likes having the goons do a lot of the work. But then at the end he's like, Well, guess I gotta do it myself. Uh, that's a douchebag villain. Mm-hmm. Still good, it's chicken shit heel, but he can fight so. Uh, kind of a weird Roman Reigns kind of thing. He can fight, but he's got the goons to do all the work, honestly. Yeah, it
1: makes me think of uh, Wilson Fisk. Yeah. This kingpin. Though he can't
0: slump people oh, if he's got it. He for sure can. But he likes but, his goons to do but it. But
1: like, why Why does he need to get his hands dirty yeah. when he got all these fucking. Yeah, my white suit. I don't want it to get dirty. <laughs> I don't want to get any of your blood on my white suit.
0: Yeah. So let's do seven word synopsis. Katie.
1: Damn it, James Gunn. Give me a sequel. Yeah that's I all i
2: that, got i say that a lot about him <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> greg office politics turns into its most deadly yeah that's actually a tagline
0: i only had one and it was belco experiment or lord of the flies <laughs> uh yeah the security guard that was absolutely piggy uh he just wanted to keep everything good because he's like if they get these guns everything's gonna fall apart mm-hmm. so i guess the guns were to conch
2: i guess security guard is piggy huh
0: yeah. Because hmm. Mike, he's absolutely... Oh, I can't remember the good kid's name. Uh,
2: Ralph? Ralph was one of those two kids. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. The, it might be Ralph, One of the yeah. leaders.
0: But yeah, he had to have been Piggy, the security guard. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah. So, I love me some Lord of the Flies. Sucks to your asthma. <laughs> Sucks to your asthma. I, I still say that. Hell yeah. So... This film came out March 17th, 2017. It's not really that old. Jesus. Um, so what do you guys think the budget was, Katie?
1: It makes a lot more sense why we didn't see it because we were like weeks away from getting married. Yeah. <laughs> we're too, too busy to do shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I said 10 million.
2: Greg, mm, just for salary sake, I'll say say uh 15. 15. Once again, another film that wasn't that expensive.
0: I don't know how, but the budget was $5 million. Yeah. I don't don't know how they got away with it, but honestly, it's just an office building and just famous people. And some of these people, they probably just do these movies for James because they're just friends. They 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 clearly did this on the cheap then. Yeah. If I was a director or a writer, I'd absolutely have roles for all of my friends, but I'd make sure they get paid like stupid. So kind of like Adam Sandler, his friends in his movies, he makes sure they get some you know, sizable money. But yeah, uh, Greg would always have a role in my movies. He'd probably get murdered, but he would well, always have know. a role. <laughs> or I'd have you be the person in a scary movie you get away. You're like, fuck that. <laughs> you just drive off. <laughs> yeah, you made it. Good for you. I'm not going to
2: hang around for this stuff. You're not going <laughs> to see me in the film, but I'm not going to be here with this stuff.
0: There's a scene later, probably the end credits. You're just eating at a Fucking Waffle House. You like? Mm, good thing I left. <laughs> but what do you guys think the box office was?
1: Ten million.
2: Great. Nine million.
1: Because I have never heard of this film.
2: <laughs> so I bet, that, I bet that's
0: over. Actually, the box office was eleven point one million. So hmm.
1: close.
0: So it's it's really odd. So it had a premiere at a film festival and then blumhouse acquired the distribution rights so it came out technically september 10th 2016 and then it released in 2017 and the reception was people liked it but it, i don't know i think people said they wanted more from it it seemed a lot of bare pretty bare bones it's like an hour and change it's not really an hour and a half yeah (laughs) so i think people just wanted a little bit more from it but i'm fine with the speed of it it i didn't get bored it just moved you know uh it did it released around the same time as beauty and the beast and so maybe that helped it not do as good i guess
1: i don't remember hearing about this movie at all i
0: do but i don't remember that much about it but I do I don't remember Belco Experiment. Then later, I just remember Terrell's like, you need to watch Belko Experiment. It's fucking great.
2: So I think the only reason I came across the trailer is maybe it was I was in the theater already. Maybe I don't even know. I just remember seeing it because it was like, yeah, it's an office
0: office situation where people are fighting. I'm like, that's really cool. And it's around the same time where another film we're going to watch at some point called Mayhem came out. Kind of the same idea, but it's a virus making people fight. It's <laughs> mayhem. Yeah. But like I said, it, this type of idea it kind of popped out around the same time. So uh, but it seemed like people just wanted a little bit more from this movie. So
1: makes sense. Yeah. A sequel.
0: Yeah. Does anybody have anything else to say about the Belku experiment?
1: It was really good. You should watch it.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's
2: a great James Gunn idea. <laughs> He so, probably make, he's probably too big time to make a sequel at this point. Too oh, busy yeah. with
0: his. He's, he's in charge of the DC universe after this Guardians movie. Uh, apparently, he took a picture of uh, the new Superman movie he's doing. Uh, Superman well, be not begins. Oh, it's some adjective or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm.
2: So Initiated. Wor- yeah,
0: he's working on a Superman movie. Hopefully, won't be ass. We'll see. So, with that, that is the end of this episode. So, if you have any other cool fun facts about battle royales or office situations, or I don't know, don't be a bully. You can tweet us at Allen Tom Pod. We have an email it is
1: Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allen Presents.
0: So this is you know chapter two in our journey through what was it survival games? And so I guess you could I guess, honestly call it the month Battle Royale, really. Yeah, the Battle Royale month. I likes it. I likes it. So we have some cool ideas coming up and stuff. And then uh, I don't know what next month's going to be, but it'll be something good. So like always, thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another battle royale movie. Okay. Bye guys.
1: Bye.
2: I don't see why they even worked in a place where they had no idea what they were doing to begin with. That's what I'm saying. And you got to put that shit in your head. I'm like,
0: yeah, hard pass. I'm too jumpy. Money. Mm-hmm. I guess they must have been
2: pay- getting paid real good. Had to have been. Fucked like up. Well, they ain't getting paid no more. <laughs> <laughs>